It's time to renew your mind, yeah, it's time It's hard to focus on what lies in front of you if you're always looking behind Do you want truth? Maybe clarity The Raw Talent Podcast is out here changing lives The day I went from dark to light And it's the same day I came to life And you can too Welcome to the Raw Talent Podcast And here's your host, Dave Talent Welcome back. It is time to get real raw again as we see together all things true, all things clear, and all things in freedom. Today we're going to get real raw and talk about money, aka our finances, as we discuss getting our house in order and getting a fresh start in our lives every day, every week, and beyond. As we continue with the frame of not conforming to the world as we discussed in the previous podcast, we are going to continue our deep dive into the real raw truth of not conforming to the world in every area of our lives, especially with our money and in our finances. We're going to focus on things that we can control with money and can transform ourselves by renewing our minds on the topic of money. So we're going to focus on renewing our mind on the topic of money. The aim point or target is not to conform to the world's or the herd's way of thinking about money. So not to conform to the herd's way of thinking about money and to think like top tier one to three percenters in the world, the one to three percent thinkers and performers, to transform our thinking from the world and the herd to those who live in abundance, to transform from scarcity and a lack-based thinking, thinking that it's always in a state of perpetual wanting, a way of thinking that is seen in the herd as it wanders and squanders its resources in life, to a way of thinking based in abundance, and prosperity thinking, a way of thinking that the achievers uh, thrive in each area of their lives. The bottom line is that we are captains of our lives and not slaves and sheep. It's to transform from thinking like a slave or a sheep to a captain of our lives. That is the goal. Our goal should be to live consciously in each area of our lives, to be conscious about every area of our lives and not simply living and wandering aimlessly and unconsciously in our finances relationships, environment, spirituality, and health. And while I have organized these areas into a, the FRESH acronym, F-R-E-S-H, into an acronym for ease of kind of thinking or tracking, it does not determine the priority of each. They all work together to support the other areas. More importantly, the spirituality part is the capstone. Spirituality is the capstone. Positioning Jesus Christ and God at the center of each area is the first priority. Asking God to be at the center of our finances, relationships, environment, and our homes, spirituality, and health is the oxygen, the catalyst, and energy for all of our efforts, actions, and results in each area of our life. God and Christ determine our trajectory of abundance in each area of our lives. So again, God and Christ determine our abundance in our finances, relationships, environment, spirituality, and health. If we deviate from God or do not place God at the center of each, I believe suffering is on the horizon. Lack, wanting, scarcity, and suffering will all follow the choice to leave God out of any one of these areas. See, I've also used this frame with my sons during their sports lacrosse journey. I've used organizing their lives in these areas, but I've also added this. I've added this component when it comes to what they desire or the results that they want. 
when they start, you know, they put God first. I've always encouraged them to put God first into each one of those areas. And then as they start to just choose the results that they want, the things that they desire, I basically frame it this way. Listen to those people who have the results that you desire. Let me say that one again. Listen to those people who have the results that you desire. So today, if you're already wealthy or set with money, I get it. This is probably not the podcast for you, or maybe some things in this will resonate for you for other areas of your life. If you're wealthy, already set with money, please consider this message or find ways to share how you've achieved your results with others, right? So reach out to me. Uh, by all means, uh, I would love to see how you achieved your success in terms of wealth or money. I'd love to create masterminds of successful people in my life. Right? I love building a strong mastermind of successful people in my circle of influence. So by all means, reach out. Or at minimum, maybe there's something in this message that you can share with somebody else. Maybe you've tried to teach other people about your philosophy around money. Maybe you've tried that just because your family or a friend, they just don't listen. Maybe you can share this message and maybe they can hear it. The same philosophy that you have, just from a different perspective. But again, if you're already set, I get it. But more importantly, I'm looking to reach out to those that hopefully can transform our minds the way I did it when I was coming up through my life and how I started to transform my life in regards to the topic of money or the topic of wealth. I encourage everyone, regardless, I encourage everyone to build a strong circle of people around you who encourage and empower you to be the best version of yourself in every area of your life, especially our finances, relationships, environment, spirituality, and health. See, everyone has seasons in their lives where, where strong lessons and progress show up, especially blessings from God, and relationships are definitely at the forefront, at the forefront of my life in this season. God, God has got me zeroed in on relationships to go off into new chapters in my life. Again, the focus is simple though. Listen to those people who have the results that you desire. So it's really simple. If you want to be a winner, study winners. If you want to be a champion, study champions. If you want to be wealthy, study wealthy people. But here's the hard part. Here's, here's a, a kicker. If you want to be broke, listen to broke people. If you want to be broke or suffer, listen to broke people, surround yourself with broke people and let their mindset get into your mindset. Sounds a little harsh, but that's reality. If you want to be broke, listen to broke people. I'm not saying we don't empathize with people and listen to people and help people grow and expand. I'm not saying that. I'm talking about listening to their advice, listening to their way of thinking, listening to their philosophy in life, and then potentially achieving their results. So again, I'm talking about when people try to share their philosophy or share their advice the, key, the thing I told my sons all the time, I tell myself is, listen to those people who have the results you desire, have the philosophy you desire, the mindset you desire, and ultimately the results that you desire. Again, ultimately listen to those people who have the results that you want in every area of your life or in our lives. Accordingly, if wanted to be rich, and again, for my sons, if they wanted to be rich and wealthy, I encourage my sons to listen to those people who have become rich and have maintained their wealth for the long haul have created a long-term legacy in service, value, abundance, and wealth. Those are the people I've encouraged my sons to seek out. Those are the ones I seek out in terms of my growth and my expansion. Family members are, are often the worst. Let's just say, again, this is a key thing. I know I'm going to 
ruffle some feathers here. Probably going to offend a few folks. And this is a real raw talent podcast. I don't care. Family members are often the worst to go to on the topics of money and relationships. Let that one sink in as we reflect on their results in both areas. Family members are often the worst to go to in regards to advice or philosophy about money and relationships. All we have to do is listen to our family members. All we have to do is look at our family members' results in money or results in relationships to see if we really want to listen to their advice. Now, they may have some good things to offer in terms of the pitfalls. I know for me, I can look at my sons and go, hey, here are some of the pitfalls of money or the pitfalls of finances. Here are some of the pitfalls or the landmines you can step on in a relationship. By all means, I can show my sons my failures and hopefully they'll choose to do something differently. But when it comes to philosophy advice, I'm hoping they they look to successful people in those areas as well. I'm, I'm hoping they find, seek out mentors, masterminds, books, philosophy, a mindset, techniques and tactics to build successful relationships and a successful philosophy when it comes to money. I made my sons acutely aware of this principle and to study people's results, especially their family and friends, when determining if they should listen to or absorb advice from anyone. I would encourage them to look at their results and decide if you want those results. Look at people's results and decide if you want those results. This is harsh and it's raw, but it's truth. I led my sons throughout their childhood into adulthood. I led and continued to lead my sons to many books, many mentors, like Thinking Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And I've actually led them to actual rich dads or rich uncles, kind of friends of mine, brothers of mine, basically men that are creating their lives and value for others in the world. I've led them to rich dads or rich uncles where men are creating businesses, creating value, creating financial success, relationship success, success in every area of their life. That's the men that I've led my sons to. And I obviously stay in contact, stay connected with. See, the book, Thinking of Rich by Napoleon Hill, showed up on my radar, radar after serving on active duty in the Marine Corps. The interesting thing was that Think and Grow Rich was not on any reading list in the Marine Corps. See, in the Marine Corps, they have a commandant's reading list, and it's per rank, and it's all these great books that we all can read for our growth, right? For our mindset to develop our strategy, our, our, our understanding of strategy and tactics and techniques. Great books to understand mindset, resilience. I love the books on the, on the Marine Corps' reading list. But ironically, Think and Grow Rich was AWOL, absent from the list. Thinking Grow Rich was also not taught or offered any class in high school or co- course in college. I never saw Thinking Grow Rich in any of the books I ever encountered in, in elementary school, middle school, high school, and college. Never. Never once was that book offered. Never once was that book taught. Matter of fact, the concept of thinking and growing rich was never taught at any level. And I went to private schools. I went off to college. Never once was that book taught. Again, throughout elementary school. And this is a kicker. Now, I'm about to, it's going to appear like I'm bragging, but I'm going to do a a paradigm shift here in about a second. Throughout elementary school, middle school, and high school, I got straight A's, nothing less than straight A's. In high school, I busted the curve above a 4.0. Straight A's, nothing less. AP, AP courses, honors courses. See, here's the key. I followed their system. I followed the world's system, the world's way in school. I did what everybody expected of me. 
told me was the right way, right? To sit down, be quiet, raise your hand, and good, good, get good grades to go to college, right? You got to get good grades to go to college. You got to play sports, get good grades, uh, go to college. And I got straight A's. I did exactly what they told me to do. And I got into, co- I got into college on a scholarship. As everyone in the world encouraged. I went, to, I went to college on a scholarship. And all I know now is that thinking and growing rich was never taught. I get this book after getting out of the Marine Corps. And the book I had in my hands was an $8 version of the book. $8. And I'm looking at this book. I read this book. And I'm wondering, why was I never taught this book or these concepts or this philosophy at any point in the thousands of hours, the thousands of days in school? Just think about that. How many hours and days we spend in school and not once did they teach us how to critically think and how to grow rich? Not once did they teach us how to think and grow rich. In any area of our lives, again, if you go back to Napoleon Hill's book and what constitutes riches, there's 12 topics that constitute real riches. And again, money's at the bottom of the list. Health is at the top. Positive mental attitude is at the top. All these service to others, all these other things are at the top of the list. Money's at the bottom. But not once in our schooling, in our education system, were we taught how to critically think and to grow rich in every area of our lives. We actually were taught to sit down and be quiet, right? We were taught to be good little workers in an industrial assembly line or in little boxes called cubicles, right? It got even worse in the last few years where they try to separate us by six feet, right? Even worse. We were taught to go to the trough, that payday, right? Payday to the trough every two weeks on Friday to get that check, to get that money, right? We were taught to get a piece of paper from college. We were taught to get that piece of paper, that diploma or that college degree to get a good job, which was still a job, J-O-B, that still left us just over broke after taxes, inflation, cost of living, increases, and expenses. And I'm sure many of us have experienced this. Just when we think we're about to get a good raise, they, of course, raise the taxes or the cost of living in their endless game. And that raise just gets evaporated. And then on top of all that, they pummel us with ads and commercials so that we're perpetual consumers when it comes to money. Constantly thinking we need, 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 need this when in reality it's just a want. But they pummel us with that to be con- continual consumers. I remember giving my sons money and the first thought they would have with that money is to spend it. The very first thought they had, their philosophy as little kids was to spend it. You actually had to teach them that, hey, take 10% and save it. Take another 10% and invest it. Take, Pay yourself first. That was a concept that my sons as little kids didn't even know, right? That I give you some money, whether it be a dollar, $10, $100, it didn't matter what I gave you. Take that 10%, take that 20%, whatever percentage you want. I guess there's all kinds of different models and methodologies out there. The bottom line is the philosophy of pay yourself first. Something as simple as that, we were never taught that. No one ever taught that in school. Even worse, we were never taught the important things in school in those key areas of fresh, right? We were never taught about relationships, communication, conflict resolution, attachment styles that are out there, right? Never taught about those types of things, how, how to parent. We were never taught about parenting. We were never taught about money, finances, accounting, budgeting, investing, running a business, and taxes. I mean, the things that hit us the most in life, right? If any one of us right now were to go through all of our suffering in our lives, all of our hard points in our lives, 
where we've encountered difficulties or challenges or been betrayed or been hurt or whatever, most of our trauma is probably in one of those areas. Most of our trauma, it probably comes from a lack of communication, a failure in relationships, freaking off the chart stress with our money and finances, barely being able to make ends meet, barely being able to pay our bills, right? There's something there. We were never taught the important things in school, yet these are the things where either we thrive or suffer in life, where many of us get their butts kicked in life. And here's the key for me. Not a single straight A or course I took in high school or college in civil engineering helped me or taught me anything substantial in the most important areas of my life, in those fresh areas of my life. My finances, nothing in college, nothing in college, nothing in high school taught me about my finances about my relationships, my environment, my home, my spirituality, and my health. Nothing taught me about relationships and communication. Nothing taught me about my health, and nothing taught me about finances and money. And there was definitely no mention of debt, specifically consumer debt. And I'm going to zero in on consumer debt today and not other forms of debt. I mean, I think if you listen to successful people, they'll tell you, hey, there's a time and place to listen to other people's ideas and other people's money to grow and invest in and create, right? And to grow and create business or create an avenue of income. I'm not talking about that. And while I know there are, are debates around good and bad debt, and I know certain people like, you know, I've had the benefit of going through Financial Peace University by Dave Ramsey. I know some people counter uh, how much he doesn't like debt, you know, and there's you know debates around good debt and bad debt. I'm going to focus on consumer debt which we all know is off the charts and it's considerably bad. And it was, you know, it was considerably bad in my case. There was a point in my life where the interest on the debt alone per month was anywhere, anywhere it bounced between at certain points, it was 600 to $800 a paycheck. I'm sorry, a month, 600 to $800 a month of just the interest, just to pay off the interest on the debt. That wasn't the minimum payments. That wasn't the payments that were being made. That was just, to cover the interest that was always replicating every month. It was showing up every month. That was the interest on the consumer debt. $600 to $800 a month, just to stay above the water. So that's the kind of debt we're going to talk about. So when reflecting on anything, especially money, I'm gonna consider using the frame that Robert Kiyosaki uses for assets and liabilities, particularly with debt, right? Assets and liabilities. If whatever we're doing, business, home, whatever, debt. If it puts money in your pocket, it's an asset. It's good. If it's putting money in my pocket, then it's good. If it sucks money from your pocket, sucks your energy, sucks the energy out of your life, out of your ability to do things, it's a liability and it's bad. And for me, what I just described in terms of the debt, that interest on my debt was an absolute liability. It was absolutely sucking the life out of me. It was sucking the life out of my ability to do anything for my family, to provide for my family. It was the stress was off the charts. And as I tried to explain to everybody in my life and my family, particularly family and friends, no one was listening. No one cared. No one cared about the stress. No one cared about what was going on in that space. Again, and this, the, the, this was particularly from the consumer debt and, and some uh, consumer loans, but that's where the debt was off the charts. Again, and you you don't if you don't look at the interest rates, you know the the big print giveth and the little print taketh away. So they tell you, hey, it's zero percent on the big print, but they never tell you in the small. They never show you the small print, which is it's going to go to twenty three percent interest or twenty five percent interest. They never tell you that stuff, right? But that's where the that's the trap we find ourselves in 
with the high monthly interest sucking life out of us in, every two weeks. But let's see what God, let's continue with that. I have that from personal experience, but let's see what God's word says about debt and lending. Several versions here. Proverbs 22.7, the New International Version. The rich rule over the poor, and the borrower is a slave to the lender. Slave. If I'm, I was a slave to the lenders. I was a slave to all those cards, all those loans, all those lenders. And every two weeks, I was going to work to pay off those lenders, to pay off the, the, the cost of money. So there it was, the rich roll over the poor and the borrower, which was me, as a slave to the lender. Another version, uh, Proverbs 22, 7, New Living Translation says, just as the rich rule the poor, so the borrower is a servant to the lender. So if, I, if slave's a little harsh of a word, I was at minimum a servant to the big banks. And then finally, Proverbs 22, 7, the message version, the poor are always ruled over by the rich. So don't borrow and put yourself under their power. Don't borrow and put yourself under the power. And that's the choice. That's the frame I've been looking at the last few years of my life. That's the aim point for me. That's the direction my life is growing and expanding is to not borrow and put myself under their power. So if we choose abundance, so here's the key in our life. If we choose abundance and prosperity lives, where do we start? If we're going to choose abundance and prosperity, where do we start? Where do we start in regards to the topics of money, finances, and abundance? The first place I go is to go to Scripture. And you could, there's the, the topic of money and abundance and asking and receiving is all over Scripture. Do a deep dive into Scripture. Go to Scripture first and see what God says about money. We just did it with debt. Whether we got good debt or bad debt, I don't care if you got good debt or bad debt. The bottom line is if you borrow, you're a servant to somebody. You have to pay somebody. So go to scripture first and decide what is God's truth when it comes to money, God's truth when it comes to prosperity and abundance and multiplication, God's truth when it comes to debt, God's truth when you ask for something in life. If you ask and believe, you'll receive kind of those scriptures in life. Go to scripture first. See what God's truth says about it. And then finally, I mean, I'm sorry, secondly, find those who have the results you desire in life. Find those who have the results you desire in life. Find those men and women who have the abundance and a prosperity mindset. Men and women who serve others, who bring value to others, and have abundant results to show for it all. Find the people, find the men and women with results. Specifically, study those people who have abundant results in every area of their lives, not just one area. Right? The key is that they're abundant and prosperous and successful in every area of their lives, in their finances, their relationships, their environment, spirituality, and health. Of course, we know of people who are so-called rich and are miserable or horrible people who have miserable or failing relationships and marriages. We don't want to listen to those folks, right? We wouldn't listen to those folks. Or we know people that have good relationships, yet they deal with or put a lot of pressure on themselves or their relationships because they have no margin financially or their relationship with money is flawed and based in the world, the world's philosophy, or, or maybe their family's philosophy, and consumption, and based in consumption and spending, being a consumer. When it comes to anything in life, especially money, remember, a scripture states, say, you do not have because you do not ask God. As Steve Harvey would say, you have not because you ask not. Remember from last week's podcast, when we do not have clarity in what we want or ask, we will experience lack and suffering. No clarity in what we want 
No clarity in what we're seeking, we'll experience lack and suffering. However, when we ask in clarity and truth, align with God, the Creator, we are blessed, spared, and restored. We're blessed with abundance, peace, happiness, and blessings. So prayer and asking God in clarity are key to setting goals and growing in every area of our, in every area of our lives, especially our money and finances. It's key to our finances, relationships, environment, our homes, our spirituality and health. It's confirmed in Scripture in Matthew 7, 8, again, the New International Version. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. And another Scripture says, hey, if you ask and believe, you will receive. Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Jesus Christ even taught us how to ask and pray, as we talked about in the last podcast, in the Lord's Prayer. And I'm not going to read it today, all right? But just remember the Lord's Prayer. Starts with our Father in heaven, how be your name, right? We're basically praising God. Then we get into our debts, like we forgive others and forgive ourselves of our debts. We ask for God to guard us, right, from the temptation or the evil one, right? And then we ask for the provision. We ask for the blessings in our lives, the daily bread, right? We ask for that provision. So ultimately, remember, when we're asking God, let's praise God first. All glory be to God and Jesus Christ, right? Honor God and God's will. Ask for God to reveal. When you're going to this topic of money or finances, and you're going into a new job or new career or new business or new endeavor, ask God to reveal his will. Offer gratitude for the blessings and provision in your life already, right? Whatever you've got going on in your life right now, especially in your relationships, that is great and abundant. Offer gratitude for those blessings. Offer gratitude to the provision of God. Like if, if you have income in your life right now, be grateful that you have that provision. Like I'm grateful for the provision in my life from God. I have margin in my life for once in my life. I have margin I'm zeroing my debt for once in my life. I mean, I'm, I'm grateful to God for the provision of my life. Pray for grace and forgiveness in those areas that you know are challenged. Pray for protection. And then ask, believe, and receive. Now for me, before starting any great endeavor in my life, I seek God first in prayer. Just as Jesus taught us to approach God in prayer. So before starting any great endeavor or making any great decision, I seek God. I praise God, I give God thanks, and ask God to reveal His will and purpose before any great decision or action. This also applies to my day-to-day decisions, endeavors, and living as well. Not just the big ones, but from day to day, hey God, I'm about to make this decision, I'm about to take this action, please be at the center of it. Please put your son Jesus Christ at the center of it, particularly in regards to grace and love. Ultimately, when I'm, I'm on the topic of money or any area in my life, that fresh areas of my life, I fall back on the three G's that we talked about in the previous podcast. The three G's. Guarding, setting goals, and growing. Guard, goals, grow. So for me, where can I guard, set goals, and grow in my finances and money? Where can I guard my mind from thinking that's not aligned in truth in regards to money, right? Uh, Scarcity-minded people, fixed mindset, scarcity, lack uh, lack-based thinking? Where can I guard my mind? Worry and anxiety? Where can I guard my mind from thinking that's not aligned in truth in regards to money? Where can I guard my mind from fear, worry, and anxiety in terms of money? And maybe things are tight, but again, God's provided me with provision. 
and I can just manage things. I can work things out. You know, maybe there's, there's some challenges ahead of me, but having the faith that God will provide. Where can I guard my mind from the fear, the worry, and anxiety in terms of money? Where can I set goals for my finances, income, and money? And that's in addition to my relationships now, that's a big part of my life right now is the goals I've put out in front of me as I move on to another chapter in my life. Where can I manifest additional income? Even if you have a job, where can you manifest additional income? Overtime, you know, can you get overtime or part-time in the short term? Can overtime bring you that additional margin in the short term? A side job or a side business? Or a new full-time business, or maybe even multiple businesses. Where can you manifest additional income? And how can I grow in terms of money? How can I grow? Can I grow in my thinking, my understanding, my philosophy of money, my understanding of money? Can you know I have mentors? Can I grow in listening to mentors? Can I place myself into masterminds of men and women that are actually have the philosophy around money and the results around money that I want, right? masterminds, successful friends, wealthy friends? How can I grow in terms of money, in terms of a new business, expansion in the present business, franchising, cross-marketing? How can I take that intellectual property and move it across multiple products, whether it be books, courses, T-shirts, clothing, apparel? How can I, I cross-brand across a, a multiple avenues of income? How can I grow in terms of money? So how can I guard how can I set goals and how can I grow in terms of money? How can we guard, set goals and grow in my finances and with the energy of money, right? How can I do all those things and, and guard, set goals and grow into the, the best version of myself, right? How can we guard, set goals and grow in our finances and money, especially growing into the best versions of ourselves or to fulfill the potential and purpose that God is calling us to into in life? Where is God calling us to serve others, to create value, to serve God's creation? So when I consider how my life shows up in finances and money, where can I guard my mind and money and set goals and prosperity and grow into abundance? This will continue to be the frame for the series of following podcasts as we dive into guarding, setting goals, and growing in every area of our lives. We've talked about our finance today, but growing in our relationships, our environment, our spirituality, and our health. This will be the frame we use to get our house in order in every area of our lives. As always, my wish for you is peace and blessings and peace, happiness, truth, trust, love, and respect. Until the next time we're together, keep rising and rise again. Continue to rise as we transform through the new of our minds. Continue to seek all things true and all things free. Continue to seek that clarity in every area of our life. Remember to find the good. Find the peace, find the blessings in your life, and all the things that we're grateful for. Most importantly, all glory be to God and the way, and the truth, and the life in Jesus Christ. Amen.